Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, my, hi, my name is uh, Evangelist Dennis Payne. I'm from Divine Church Ministries. Okay, and um, I'm here because I believe that God has given me a, a word of what's going on in the church today. I was reading recently in the book of John, the 15th chapter, something that I have been reading, and I've been in the church almost mm, almost 40 years. I guess it's 34 years, or 36 years, let me say, 36 years to be exact, 36 years in the body of Christ. And I had been reading this over and over, but I never got it until recently. I was preaching in the ministry, and the more I preached in the ministry, the more God started giving me more and more revelation of what was really going on. I was reading in the book of John, the 15th, church, uh, 15th chapter. Now, in the 15th chapter, it talked about Jesus being the vine. He's the brand. And we know that God the Father is the husband month. Okay, we know that. And then he said in the second verse, he said, second verse, he said, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purchased it that it may bring that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, what I've seen is two type of people. You got the people that made a commitment. To Jesus to serve him. Because notice what he said. Every branch in me. This is red letter in some people's Bible. That means that Jesus is talking. Every branch in me. That does not bear fruit. So you got to ask the question. What fruit is he talking about? So when I did my research. I had to go to the Galatians the 5th chapter. Verses number 22. Well the fruit of God is love. Joy. Peace. Gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, and faith. That is the character of God. Okay. Now, I found the revelation in that. The purpose for us to bear the fruit is that we might be the light of the world. If they do not see this fruit in us, they don't see Jesus. That's why it's important that we bear the fruit. Now, I want you to see this too. Now, somebody said, what are you talking about? From the very beginning... It was the will of God that he be manifested in man. It's the very beginning. Because remember, in the beginning, when the first man, Adam, the first man that God created, Adam, the Bible said he took from the dust of the earth, he breathed into Adam's nostrils, he becomes a living soul. So we know what God did. What did God do? The first thing God was did, he breathed into Adam. Where did the spirit of God go? It went into Adam. How you know it went into Adam? Because the Bible says in John the fourth chapter, God is the spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So we know that when he breathed into Adam's nostril, the spirit of God went into Adam. Now, and you also found out in Genesis 1 and 26, when God made the man Adam, he made man in his image and after his likeness. Now, you got to get this. He didn't make man to be God, but he made man to be a reflection of God. That's what he made him. So, what is what am I saying? It's the will of God that we reflect the, the, the nature of God. Now, notice what he said. He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Now, we got to ask the question, where is he taking it to? As you read further on in the scriptures, you're going to find out where he's taking it to. So, he says in the second verse, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Okay? That's one believer because every branch that's in him. 
See, we are the branch. Okay? We are the branch. The believers are the branch. And Jesus is divine. And the one that does not bear for a fruit, he said, I'm taking it away. Then we're going to find that if we read on where he's taking it to. And then he said, every branch that bear fruit, he purges it, and which means he's cleaning it up. Okay? That it may bring forth more fruit. Now, when he's talking about cleaning it up, what he's talking about, uh, he's purging. When he said the word, this is King James, when he used the word purge, he's talking about cleaning it up. Okay? Now, and then the Bible said we are what? We are clean on now. You are clean through the word. So we see now the purging is the cleaning. We're clean by the word of God. So now we see that's the reason why the devil don't want us to get this word of God. Because the devil already know. If you get this word, you have an opportunity to get clean. So what the devil wants to do, he want to keep you from the word. Because he know if you got that word, that word will clean you up. Come on, son. That, that's what he's saying. He said, it, now, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now, then he goes and say this. Now, you got to get this. This is powerful. He said, abide in me. The word abide simply means, the word abide simply means live in me. Live in me. That's what he's saying. Live in me. Live in me. Now, how are we going to live in God? How are we going to do this? How are we going to live in him? Somebody said, well, we're living through the word. That's a part of it. We got to live. We got to live by the word of God. We have to live by the word of God. But how do we really live in him? We live in him by living in the spirit. Because Galatians, watch this, you got to get this. Galatians also stated this. It said, live in the spirit. Wait a minute. Let me start right here so I can get, get it from the book. So you won't say that I said it. Okay. In Galatians, I think it's the fifth chapter. Um... Uh, Mm, what did I say? It's fifth chapter verses. Uh, here it is, twenty-five. If we live in the spirit, okay, living in the spirit is living in the vine. Living is because it, that's the same thing. When you're living in the spirit, man, when you're living in Jesus and Jesus is divine, you're living in the spirit because you cannot separate the Holy Ghost. You can't separate the Holy Ghost. You can't separate God, nor can you separate Jesus. When you see one, you see the other. They all want. You see, you see the connection right there? So now he's saying, in Galatians it said, in the 25th verse, in verse number, I mean chapter number 5, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This is, here it is, that's abide in Him. It's living in the Holy Ghost. That's what it is, it's living in the Holy Ghost. This is how we do it. We live in the Holy Ghost because... You can say, well, I'm living in the Word. It's more than just living in the Word. It's more because you can have the Word and not be in the Spirit. Anybody, the natural man can have the Word, but not live in the Spirit. So he's commanding us to abide or live in what? Live in Jesus. Living in Jesus is living in the Spirit. Here it is, verse number 4, chapter 15. John, abide in me, live in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear what? Fruit. Of itself accepted what? Abide in the vine. No more can you accept you abide or live in me. What are you saying? There's no possible way. No possible way that we can develop any fruit. Unless we live in the spirit of God. It ain't going to happen. We're not going to bring forth no fruit. There will be no character of God. Period. It won't be none. It won't be none. So that's what he's commanding us to do. Remember, I told you, Genesis, the first chapter, verses number one, I mean, chapter one, verses number 26. What is the will of God? 
that we be in his image and after his likeness, a reflection of God. Well, how can we be a reflection of God? Somebody say, well, it's all impossible to be a reflection of God. And I heard people say all the time, I'm going to drop the bomb right here. A lot of people say, well, nobody's perfect. How can you do that? But the scripture did say that. The Bible said, with God, all things are possible. So the question is, how much is all? All things. And then there's another scripture. We can do all things through what? Christ that what? Strengthen us. Philippians. We can do all things through Christ. Which strengthen us. So there's nothing impossible for the believers. We can do this. What We can do this. We can live in him. We can live in it. Because he said it. He said live in me. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit. You'll never be able to develop the character of God. Not without me. That's why he said without me you can do nothing. You see you can do nothing. Okay, you can't do anything that's godly, not without him. It's impossible. You need the spirit of God. That's why the scripture teaches. It's not by power, nor is it by might, but it's only done by what? The spirit of the living God. So he says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. You have to be in the vine. Being in the vine is being in Jesus. Being in the vine is being in God. Being in the vine is being in the Holy Ghost. No more can you, except you abide, except you live in me. And then he said in verse number five, he said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. He makes that statement. I'm the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me. He that, now watch this abide with the teach H on the end of it. See, abide, A-B-I-D-E-T-H. That means, what that means is continuation. Continue to live in him and on him. The same bring forth what? Much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. You cannot do anything without him. You're not going to make it. You're not going to do anything without the spirit of the living God. Without Jesus. Without God. You're not going to be able to, to do the things that God wants you to do. It is not going to happen. It will not happen. Now, he said this, if a, man, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth a branch. And here, here's the one that's a, not abiding in him. Now, notice what he said. You got two different people. I said it earlier. Two different kind of people. You got one that's not bringing forth fruit. And then you got the other one that's bringing forth more fruit. He's been pruned. He's been purged that he might bring forth more fruit. So you got two kind of people. Okay. You got the one that made a commitment to live for Jesus, but he's not hes not living for Jesus. And then you got one that made a commitment to live for Jesus, and he's living for Jesus. You got two type of people. Now, he said, I'm the vine, you are the branch. That's verse number five. I'm the vine, you are the branch. He that abide not in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth. Okay, he that abide in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth. For much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Verse number six. Now, if a man abide not in me, now you gotta get this. This is the word of Jesus. He is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he doesn't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. 
If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. He cast forth and, and is what? Withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Now you got to get this. What I'm seeing in this. What I'm seeing in this. When we don't make a commitment. When we make a commitment to Jesus. And we don't keep that commitment. And we don't give up the life. We don't totally sell out to him. When we make that commitment. And we do not. the most, And when we do not. Bear the fruit of God. This is what the scripture said. Men gather them and they cast them into the fire. And they are what? Burn. They burn. Now we don't want to say this. What is he saying? When he's taking these branches away. Because he said he's taking them away. And then God gave me a revelation. What he's saying is this. When you don't bring forth this fruit. I'm taking you out. That's what he's saying. I know this is hot. I know a lot of people don't like it, but this is the word of God. He's saying the branch that does not bring forth the fruit, he's taking it away. So the question is, where is he taking it to? So we found it out in verse number six. If a, a man abide not in me, he's cast forth. Cast me, he's thrown forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and, it, and cast them work into the fire and they are burned. Now everybody knows. When you are in the fire, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. You can't you can't you can't deal with the fire. Okay, it's uncomfortable. It's cast and then he said it's withered. It's burned. It's burned. So if and then he said in verse number seven, he said, If a man abide in me and my words abide in you, and you shall ask what you will. Now we'll stop right there. Stop right there. I am tired of folk talking about I, I can have anything that I want. No, 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 no. This is, this is not what the scripture is saying. He said, if you're living in me, if you're living in me, if you're living in me, and my words is in you, and then you can ask. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be what? Done unto you if you're living in God. You see, so when you're living in God, you're not asking stuff for, to be consumed of your own, oh my goodness, consumed of your own need. You're not asking that. You're only asking to do the will of God. That's what you're asking to do. If we remember when he told us to pray, when he said, when you pray, I want you to pray this. I want you to pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He said, now notice what I said. Thy will be done. Whose will? His will. Not my will. Not my agenda. Not what I want. But what he wants. That's what he's saying. Live in him and then you'll want what he wants. And you'll hate what he hates if you're living in him. Because when you're living in him, then he's saying, then we can ask what we will. Okay? And it shall be done unto you. Now, here's the bomb. Verse number eight. It said, Herein is my Father. God the Father is glorified. When? That you bear forth what? Much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. That's what he's saying. So what that means is God is getting the glory when we bring forth the fruit of God. 
That's what he's saying. When we bring forth the fruit of God, he's glorified. So what happens when we don't bring forth the fruit? He don't get the glory. He don't get the glory. Somebody said, well, why should we bring forth the fruit of God? When we bring forth the fruit of God, I'm going to make this very simple where our baby can get this. When we bring forth the character of God, then the world can see the character of God in us. When they see the character of God in us, they don't see us, but they see Jesus. That's why it's necessary. That's why it's imperative. That's why it's important that we die daily. When we die daily, they don't see us. They see Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Why, Paul? I'm He's saying I'm dying daily that the manifestation of the character of God might be known to the earth. That's what he's saying. So we see in verse number eight, God is glorified when we bring forth those fruits. Meaning he doesn't get the glory when we don't bring forth the fruit. It is what it is. This is what he said. It's red letter. Now, then he went on in verse number nine. He said, as the father have loved me, so have I loved you. He said, continue in the love. Now, we already know love is the characteristic of God. Now, you'll never be able to love. Not what I got. The Bible said in first John, he that love of not knoweth not God. Why? Because God is love. Okay. Because God is love. Okay, so the only way that we're going to be able to love anyone, we need God in us. How are we going to get God in us? How are we going to get God in us? That's a good question. How are the world, how, we're going to receive Jesus. When we receive Jesus, we're going to receive his spirit. We're going to receive the spirit of the living God. Okay, and then we'll be able, we'll be able to love others. Because without God, we'll never be able to love others. Without, let me, let me say this so you can get this correctly. Without God, meaning without the Spirit of God. Some of the things, well, you send God and you send the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is God. The Spirit of God is God. So if you got God's Spirit, you got God. It's just that simple. Now, we'll never be able to love, it ain't gonna happen. Not without, not, mm, we'll never be able to love. Not without the Spirit of God. Not without God. Not without Jesus. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So what did he say? He said, my father. Verse number nine. If my father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Stay there. Stay in the love. Stay in the love of God. Staying in the love of God means you got to stay in the spirit of God. When you stay in the spirit of God, you're staying in the love of God. Stay in the love of God. Now, he said, if you keep my commandments, you should have, what? Live in my love. Now, watch it. Here come. You got to get this. If you keep my commandments, somebody said, I've been struggling. I've been struggling. I've been struggling trying to keep the commandment of God. That's why he sent the spirit of God as a helper to help us. To keep the commandment of God. Because he already know We'll never be able to keep the commandment of God in the flesh. It will, won't happen. You're going to have some struggles. You're going to have struggles. But if you. 
if you submit to the spirit of the living God, then it becomes easy. Remember the Matthew 11 chapter. I'm just, what are you talking about? It's going to be easy to, to, to love. Yes, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. I've been having a hard time. You've been having a hard time because you've been struggling with God. That's why you've been having a hard time. The, oh, oh, oh. Matthew 11 chapter. Let me go here real quick so you, so you know why you've been having a hard time. Matthew 11, I believe it's 11, 28. 11, 20, 11, yeah, 11 and 28. What did the scripture say? Jesus said, come unto me all you that what? Labor. Okay? Come unto me all you that's having a hard time. Living the Christian life. That's what he's saying. All you that's struggling. All you that labor. And I haven't laid. And then he said, I will give you rest. That's Jesus talking. I'm going to give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart. And you should find rest unto your soul. And then he said this. Here's the key. My yoke is easy. Okay. Now, Jesus said this, my yoke is easy. So somebody said, well, why am I having a hard time trying to live this? It's because you've been struggling. You've been struggling because you've been trying to do this yourself. Remember, the scripture teaches the way of a transgressor is hard. It's hard. It's hard. And the reason why it's hard, because you've been kicking against the prick. You've been kicking. You've been vexing the spirit of the living God. All he's saying if you come unto me, I'll make it easy. You shall find rest. Now watch this rest. Rest meaning you're no longer doing it, but it's the Christ in you. What's the Christ in me? The spirit of the living God in you. He's doing the work. That's why it's easy. It's easy. See, the reason why we've been having, hard, have, having a hard time trying to love folk is because we haven't yielded. We haven't totally yielded to the spirit of the living God. He wants to love through us. He want to do it. But in order to do that, we have to die to self. So he can have an opportunity to love through us. Now let's go back to John the 15th chapter. Let's go back over there. Okay, let's go to verse number, let's go to verse number 11. I think I, think I stopped that off at verse uh, yeah, 10. Let's go to 11. These things have I spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. You hear that? What he's saying is, the reason why I spoke this to you, the words that I've just spoken to you, the words about the vine and the branches, the words that I spoke to you, the words about my love, I spoke it to you that your joy might be remain in you and that your joy might be full. Okay? Somebody said, well, what is the joy of the Lord? The joy of the Lord is us burning this fruit. That's the joy of the Lord. God is getting joy when we, when, when we what? When we bear fruit. When what kind of fruit? Back to what I said. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, and faith. And he wants that to remain in us. Okay? Somebody said remain in us. You mean it's got to be, it, it, it has a possibility of leaving us? Yes, it does. That's why he used the word remain. Now what's this? These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might what? Remain in you and that your joy might be what? Four. 
This is my commandment, that you love one another. If I have loved you. Now we already know, in this nation we got a lot of hate. We got a lot of hate from people that say they know the Lord. But we got a lot of hate. What you talking about? You got people that say they know the Lord, but there's no demonstration of the nature of God. None. You got people hating people because they don't look like them. This is what I'm talking about. We, we got that. Why? Why? Because we're not living in the what? Vine. If it these things have I spoken unto you, that you might what remain in it, that your joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Now, this is my commandment: that you love one another as I've loved you. Okay, that's the word of God. Remember, Jesus said, "By this shall you know that you are my disciples." You know that word "disciples" mean it comes from the word discipline. By this shall you know that you are my disciples when you have loved one to another, one to another. You can have it for somebody, but they'll never get it. You got to get it to them. That's why he said one to another. You got to get it. You got to get the love to the people. You got to get the love to the people. That's what God called us to do. He called us to walk in love. He called us to share the love of God. That's what he called us to do, to share this love. Now, verse number 12 again. This is my commandment that you love one another. If I've loved you. Remember Jesus? He loved it. The Bible said God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the love of God. He gave up his only begotten son. So we wouldn't die. It was never the plan of God that we die. It was always the plan of God that we live eternally with the Father. That was the plan of God. And we already know the story. The reason why we lost it was because we lost it in Adam. Because the Bible said in the book of Romans... The fifth chapter, through one man, sin entered. Who? Adam. Sin came. Some of them said, well, I've never sinned before. I've never done anything before. I, I never lied. I never stole. Listen, when you came out of your mother's womb, you came out jacked up. You came out polluted. That's why David said in Psalm 51, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. What was David saying? I was jacked up even in my mother's womb. Why were you jacked up, David? I was jacked up because what Adam did through one man, the one man Adam. We all, we all took on the nature of sin. We all became sinners. That's why the scripture said in Romans 3 and 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How much is all? Everyone. We were born sinners. But because of the love of God, because of the love of God, sending his only begotten son, Jesus, Jesus, Son, Jesus. That's why Jesus is important. You can't, you can't avoid Jesus. Somebody say, "I know God. I know God." No, 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 no. You can only know God through His Son Jesus. That's the only way you can know God is through His Son. What are you talking about? I don't understand that. Well, this is what John the fourteenth chapter said, fourteen and six. John fourteen and six. This is what it said in John fourteen and six. He said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." No man come to the Father but by me. You got to go through Jesus. You got to go through Jesus. 
You got to go through Jesus. You are not going to reach God avoiding Jesus. It's not going to happen. We need Jesus. Somebody said, well, we need Jesus. Because the, the Bible said in Acts, there's Acts the fourth chapter, verses number 12. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What name is it? Jesus. 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 You gotta go through Jesus. That's the reason why the devil don't want you to say the name Jesus. The devil don't even mind you saying the title God. He don't mind you saying God because he knows that people have their gods. But he does have a problem with Jesus. He's got a problem with Jesus. Some of the, well, would he have a problem with Jesus? Because he knows, the devil knows, the only way that anyone is going to get saved, he got to go through God's Son. Well, what's his name? Jesus. That's his name. Now, verse number 12 again. This is my commitment that you what? Love one another. So we know this. The only way that we're going to love the only way we're going to be able to love anyone, one, we have to abide in the vine. Abiding, once again, abiding in the vine is abiding in the spirit of the living God. That's how we do it. We stay in the Holy Ghost. We walk in the spirit. We live in the spirit. That's Galatians, once again, Galatians. We live there. Galatians 5.26, we live in the spirit and we walk in the spirit. Okay? Now, Verse number 13. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did. He laid down his life. So what is he commanding us to do? To give up our life. Give up our life for the earth. That's what he's trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us to die to self. When we die to self, when we die to our agenda, our agenda, when we die to our game plans, even, I'm a, can I lower the boom? When we even die to our dreams, someone said, I've been, oh, I've been dreaming. The question is, you might have been dreaming, but where did the dream come from? Where did the dream come from? Now, if the dream came from God, it's God's dream. If it's God's dream, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Because you done already died. So it don't have anything to do, but it, it, it don't have anything to do with you, but it has everything to do with God. Everything to do with God. Now, back to verse number twelve. This is my commitment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. We know that Jesus laid down his life for us, that we might have eternal life. And then he said, You are my friends. Notice what he said. You are my friends. Conditional. If, if, the word if is a conditional word. It's a conditional word. You are my friend. If you do whatsoever I command you. You're my friends. And remember, you will never do it without the spirit of the living God because it's not by power nor is it by might, but it's only done by the spirit of the living God. Which means you have to yield to the spirit of the living God to make it happen. Then it's no more you that's doing it, but it's the spirit of God in you. And when the spirit of God is doing it through you, then God is being glorified through you, in you. Okay, now, verse number 14 again. You are my friends if you what? Do so whatever, if you do whatsoever I command you. Now, 
Henceforth, what you mean henceforth? From this time forth I call you not servants. For the servants know of not what his Lord doeth. But I've called you what? Friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Now, you have not chosen me. Now, I know a lot of people say all the time, I found the Lord. No, 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 you didn't find the Lord. You didn't find the Lord. He wasn't hiding. You didn't find him. You didn't find him. He found you. You was the one that was lost. He wasn't lost. You was lost. You was lost. I found the Lord. No, you didn't. You was lost. And listen, the love of God found you. The love of God found you. Hallelujah. Now, for those that's out there that's listening, to listen to my mouth, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God will find you. And what we have to do, we got to respond to the love of God. We have to respond to the love of God. Henceforth, I call you not servant, for the servant knoweth not what is Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. Watch this. And ordained you. I've ordained you. Appointed you. That you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. There it is again. There's that fruit. He wants the fruit to remain. Okay? What are you talking about the fruit to remain? Back again. What fruit is he talking about? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, and faith. So he wants those fruits to remain. Why? Because if they do not remain, the people on the earth, the people in this world system, they'll never see the love of God in you. So he said, I want the fruit that's in you to remain. Because there's a possibility uh, they will not remain. That's why we have to stay. Watch this. We have to stay in the love of God. We got to stay in the love of God. Because if we don't stay in the love of God, the fruit will not what? Remain. It's just that simple. Now, once again, 16 verse. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and adoring you. That you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever you should ask of the Father in my name. Now watch this. I know he said whatever we ask in his name, he may give it you. Now watch this. This is this is going to blow your mind. What was he saying? What what is Jesus saying? His word is his name. His word is his name. That's what he's saying. Whatever you ask in my word. That's his name. He is the word. How do you know he's the word? Because John 1 and 1 said, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word, the wealth. The wealth means the word lived among them. Who? The Jews. Jesus. He's the word. So he's saying, whatever you ask in his name, this is a major, major revelation. Because that whole lot of folk been asking God from stuff. They've been asking God from stuff. And the stuff they've been asking for is stuff that they want and they have not been getting it because they've been praying amiss. 
They've been praying to consume it of their own lust. They've been praying amiss. And they have not been getting it. But he said, that whatsoever you ask of the Father, whatever you ask God the Father, in my name, what's he saying? Whatever you ask the Father in the Word of God, that's what he's saying. His name is his Word. The Word is his name. He is the Word. Jesus is the Word. And then he said, He may give it you. See, listen. Most of us are asking stuff in our name. I'm trying to make this simple. Simplicity. I'm trying to make it simple. You've been asking stuff in your own name. That's why you've been trying, that's why you've been disgusted. You've been frustrated. You have not gotten it. You're angry. You've been asking in your own name. But he said, whatever you ask in my name, in his name, in his word. He said he'll give it to you. Now, verse number 17. These things I command you that you love one another. We got to display the love of God. It's crucial that we display the love of God. We have to do it. Now what is love? What is love? Love believes all things, hopes all things, and endure all things. Love doesn't look at himself. Not love. Love, love. love is concerned about others more than himself. That's the love of God. That's what we have to do. We got to be more concerned about others than ourselves. Because we died. We died. Now, these things have I commanded you that you love one another. Now, if the world hate you, this is what Jesus said. If the world hates you, don't be shocked because it hates you. It hated me. He said it. He said it. If the if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So believe me, you're gonna be hated the moment that you give up your life for Jesus. The moment that you totally surrender to Jesus. They will not like you. The world will not like you. But that's okay. Because they hated Jesus before they hated you. And the only reason why they hating you because you live in the life of Jesus. That's why they've been hating you. If it was a time they didn't hate you when you was in the world. But when you made the commitment to serve Jesus... That's when they start hating. And that's what's going to happen. The moment that you die to self, the moment that you surrender, you surrender to Jesus, you are going to be hated. You, you can't avoid it. It's inevitable. You can't avoid it. You're going to be hated. Now, if the world hated you, hated you, hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world. Now let me drop right there. Let me say this. I got to say this. You are not of the world. You are not of the world. I'm talking to believers now. You are, we are not of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. 
And the scripture teaches in 1 John, love not the world. What world? The world system. Satan. The Bible said Satan is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Satan is the God of this world. You're not of this world system. We're in this world as representative. We're in this world system as representatives of Christ Jesus. That's why we're here. So he said, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. That's why they've been hating your guts. Because you're not of the world. But, because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out. Notice what he said, I've chosen you out of the world. What you talking about, Jesus? You've chosen me out of the world. He's chosen us out of the world system. The system. Therefore, the world hate you. The word therefore means... For this reason, they've been hating on you. You're not of the world. He's commanded us. I can't say it enough. Do not love this world. Then he said in verse number 20, I'm almost finished. Remember the words that I have said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. Notice what he called us. He called us servants. He called us servants. The servant is not greater than his Lord. He called a servant. The Bible said, Jesus said himself, the greatest of them shall be your servants. Now I've been hearing people say all the time, greatness is in you, greatness is in you, greatness is in you. That's what they say. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let's get this straight. We're servants of the Lord. We're servants in the Lord. Now the greater one that's in us is the spirit of the living God. That's why the scripture teaches greater is he that's in you. Well, who's in you? Who's in you? The spirit of the living God is in me. Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me in the person of the spirit of the living God. That's the greater one. So the greatest of them shall be your servant. Remember what Jesus, the Bible said, the Bible said, Jesus, he made himself of no reputation. He took on the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. He came to serve. He came to serve. That's what we're supposed to do. The same ministry that Jesus has. We have the same ministry. Well, we had here. And so remember the words that I speak unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they would also have persecuted you. If they have kept my sin, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. But because they know not him that sent me. Let me say that again. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. So if you've been hating on, praise God. Give thanks in everything. That's the will of God. Keep your joy. Because they hated him. 
You're not of this world. Rejoice. Don't you know the word rejoice means to keep on having joy? It comes from re. Re means to do it over. Re. Repeat. Re. Keep having joy. That's what it means. He that hated me, he that hated me, hated my father also. The reason why they've been hating you is because they hate God. You've been living the commandment. They hate God. These are haters of God. These are enemies of God. That's the reason why they've been blasting you on the job. They've been blasting you. Why? Because they hate God. You've been displaying God on your job. They have not been liking it. Because they've been the enemies of God. If I had not if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both sinned and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the words might be fulfilled, that is written in the law. They hated me without a cause. So if they hated Jesus without a cause, and that word calls me without a reason, guess what? They're going to hate you without a reason. So think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as something that's strange that's happening to you. They're only doing it because they hate God the Father. Then he said this. This is the good part I like. But when the Comforter, there's that Holy Ghost. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of the truth, which proceed from the Father, he shall testify of me. Notice what I said, when the Comforter, notice I said in the beginning of this segment, I said it in the beginning, you are not going to do any of this stuff until the comforter. You're not going to live the Christian life. You're not going to do it. You're not going to display love. You're not going to display joy. It ain't going to happen. You won't have this display peace. You won't even have peace. There will be no gentleness. There will be no goodness. There will be no meekness. There will be no temperance. There will be no long suffering. There will be no faith. Not without the comforter. Somebody said, what are you talking about comforter? Now you're going into another, you're going out in left field. No, I'm not going in left field. The comforter is the spirit of the living God. So what he's saying, he's going to send the comforter to help you to manifest. Remember, we started this on, burn through. He's going to send the comforter, the Holy Ghost. He's going to send the comforter, the Holy Ghost, because he knows there's no possible way that you can live the Christian life. Without the Holy Ghost. You're not going to live it without the Comforter. So what he's going to do. He's going to send the Comforter. To help you. To live. The Christian life. He's going to send the Comforter. To help you. To live the Christian life. In the name of Jesus. I'm finished with this segment. But before I stop. Before I stop. Before we leave here. It could be somebody. You may not know the Lord. And then it might be that you thought you knew the Lord. 
You may not know him. You might have thought you knew the Lord. But now you have an opportunity. You can know him right now. The Bible said in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you can be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Someone said, why do I have to believe in my heart? Because God is looking at the heart. He's looking at the heart. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at your heart. A lot of people, they confess with their lips, but they don't do it with their heart. That's why the Bible said, confess with your mouth. And we have to believe in our heart. Why? Because God is judging the heart. That's what he's judging. So he knows when you really confess that he's Lord. Now, when he becomes Lord, that means it's no more you. No more you. You cannot do what you want to do. That's all he's asking you to do. That's all he's asking you to do. So if you want to, you can pray with me. I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray with me. Pray with me right now. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, close your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you was buried. I believe that God the Father, he raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 That's all you have to do. Now, what you need to do, you need to start asking God on a daily basis, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost because I'm not going to be able to do this. I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I need your strength to do this. I can't do it in my own power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now, I'm going to leave you right now. But I'll be back. I'll be back. God love you. I love you. Jesus is Lord. God bless you.